0: Welcome to the Masters in Motion podcast, where we empower masters athletes to reach their full potential. Join us as we delve into the world of CrossFit and showcase the strength, resilience and determination of masters athletes because we love this sport. I'm Jason Grubb. I'm here with Rick Stevenson. This is episode 22. Hey, Rick, how are you doing? All right, having a good week. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. Uh, Lots of training uh going on around here preparing for the CrossFit games uh I came off of a deload week 2 weeks ago and it feels like since then it's just been laying down the hammer and uh and I love that I know you've
1: ramped you've ramped up
0: uh, ramped up and it, there's just no time you know there's only 4 or 5 weeks until the games and and we're there uh so the days are long. Thankfully, the sun is out until 9 o'clock, 9.30 every night so that I can sneak in those Echo Bike sprints at 8.30 p.m. last night or two nights I ago. I saw you that. Know.
1: Yes. Yeah. You're crazy. You're crazy. <laughs> at 8.30 PM, I'm wanting to lie down and go to bed. I, I, I don't know, go to bed at 8.30, but I want to.
0: I mean, it, it would way. it would be great. If if anybody were to take anything from this episode, it would be like eight to 10 hours of sleep is better than anything you could do as far as fitness recovery, period, mm-hmm. hands down, stop spending money on anything else. But the reality is we, we do all that other stuff because we only get like seven hours of sleep because we're actual living human beings, Right. 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 Yeah, I,
1: yeah. Well, I was I was going to say, uh, you know, the sun's still out. I mean, I'm having a having a good week, uh, getting some work done and getting a little bit of training in here and there. And I was I for listeners that are not in Ohio, we're having another one of those uh, few days periods of the uh, smoke coming down from the California wildfires um, to the point where, you know, Talking to somebody and it's impacting uh, Illinois Chicago area and you just look at a map and it's again drifted all the way all the way down and it is extremely hazy and in fact our outdoor concert venue that we have here yeah. uh, I following on instagram they posted something tonight they're canceling the show that they had because they just don't want people outside the air condition air con- conditions are are at a level where you just really shouldn't be out breathing too much of this so wow ohio is once again getting the uh the, some of the some of the fallout so
0: well I'll do, tell you do what, your
1: training inside that's what i'm doing yeah I'm that.
0: i've i've been in colorado i mean my whole life until uh traveling in an rv for the past couple of years and um i mean every summer we get uh some some big wildfires in colorado and uh there were some years in 2019 2020 where the air quality was so bad so hazy um it made for some gorgeous weirdly gorgeous sunsets yeah. um but it
1: plays with the sky
0: yeah it does it plays with the sky plays with the temperature uh plays with the sun uh but when you're training in that and it it smells like smoke outside it i mean you're mm-hmm. You're not anywhere near so like an actual campfire. wildfire. Yeah, it's almost like a campfire. Not. Oh yeah. So you know, my my uh, my Tesla has a bio warfare filter, a filtration system. Yeah. No, it really does. It's silly, oh but uh, in the event that that smoke finds its way to where I'm at in Colorado, I'll just turn on the bio defense mode, and I will sleep in the Tesla. Uh, i mean not really but that'd be fun you know um, <laughs> i'll just go out there i i did notice a few more people walking
1: around with masks uh it yeah very very eerie back to uh a few years ago yeah, maybe when we people were wearing masks even outside yeah. but yeah yeah, yeah. It's, it's noticeable i mean i think it impacts your eyes and certainly you smell it so
0: yes hopefully yeah and it's winds, winds change yeah hopefully and all that just calms down but uh Hey, let's jump into the news this week. Sure. We uh, uh, we don't have a lot of news this week. There wasn't a ton of updates out there that, that we noticed. Um, well, both of us have had our heads down in work, but we did uh, have a call. Uh, Masters or all the games athletes had a call with uh, the CEO of CrossFit as well as Dave Castro last Friday, I believe it was. And uh, it was Uh, not overly uh, surprising. There weren't any major revelations. I think the purpose of the call was to just rest, help people feel assured. Like the CrossFit games are, are well taken care of. Uh, Dave spent a good amount of time talking about his history with the CrossFit games, which we know he's got a vast and long history uh, with the CrossFit games. He knows the games inside and out. He's been to every CrossFit games except for uh, last year uh, where he wasn't at the CrossFit games um and he just sounded like a guy that was ready to to be in charge you know dave is so compliant uh, as a as a loyal employee of crossfit even though at at one point crossfit fired Dave Castro when invited back mm-hmm. he went back i think it's just his his blood runs with crossfit in there you know so he just came back and whatever task he's given he gives 1000% of his energy and his efforts he doesn't compromise in any way uh so what he's been doing the past year he's been 100% all in on and now that he is moved into a leadership role for the crossfit games which is its own division um he just he just assured us that he will put together the very best or continue to operate the very best version of the CrossFit games possible. He promised that there will be mistakes, but that he'll address those mistakes like like the best that he can. He just let us know. Like every year there's been mistakes. Every year they learn something new. And there's probably going to be some things this year that they'll learn because our sport is so dynamic. Uh, but that he mm-hmm. is uh he's on it, he is approachable, and even if it looks like he's beelining it from one venue to the other venue, uh, he will if approached stop to answer questions from games athletes, he he really opened the door to make himself available to us if he can be available. So I thought it was, I thought it was a really nice gesture. Um, I think they could have done that in a, in a quick little video, a quick little press release. They didn't actually open it up for Q and a, uh, but it was nice. I mean, I, I tuned in and I enjoyed it. I felt like it was, I'll tell you the funnest part about being on a Zoom call like that is going through just all the other participants. And you see, you know, the people that have the cameras on, they're just watching. You got Noah Olson, you got Brett Fakowski, and uh, (laughs) Valender. He was just looking at all the, people who they're looking at a live camera and you're like, wow, I'm just on a call with all these guys. So that was probably the most entertaining part. I was
1: going to say just a who's who of athletes. (laughs) Exactly.
0: Yeah. I'm I'm
1: happy that uh, they did that. Uh, Obviously they didn't need to do something like that last last year, just because I think things were kind of running, running well, and there were no major changes, uh, you know, obviously right before like, like you've all had this year. So yeah, I'm sure they're going to, they're going to, they're going to have, um, uh, fair and balanced, and uh, tests for you all there, and a good experience. Uh, certainly, wish you all the best.
0: I mean, I've I've in in four years at the games, I have not had a poor experience. Uh, there, it's been small frustrations here and there, uh, scoring issues that needed to get corrected. But really, it's it's just such a huge operation and it's amazing that th- it's amazing what they're able to pull off every single year with the amount of athletes and the amount of events uh and moving parts so it's it's really a special thing and uh, i expect nothing less this year it's going to be a great event um and I, ca- I can't wait to go up there and i can't believe it's literally right around the corner so um that was that was one piece of news. The other piece of news that I wanted to share, uh, I saved it to the end of the episode on our last episode, but um, uh, my uh, company that I'm launching, uh, Boulder Athlete, which is a master's training program uh is not live yet we're we're just a couple of weeks from launching we've signed with beyond the whiteboard and we'll be delivering our program via that app uh very excited about that but uh as a company we are offering a bonus program for masters athletes at the games so custom you know every year or i guess a couple of years ago reebok uh, announced a bonus program so if you were wearing their shoes and you won an event you would get a a cash price, and they would deliver that via uh you know an ach transfer it was like six or eight weeks after the games uh six or eight months after the games i'm sorry that's that's it was great it was really really cool and i've earned a lot of extra money from those event wins and Uh, earlier this year, while I was brainstorming with my business partner, you know, how could how could we as an organization that serves master's athletes, how could we support all of the master's athletes at the games in a way that's meaningful? We thought about sponsoring certain athletes, we thought about, uh, you know, lots of different options, then it just came up like, gosh, what if we offer an event win bonus program? In fact, I actually did a survey with about 10 or 12 Masters Games athletes to see what they would prefer. And they all liked the idea of this event win. It just makes each event a little bit more special. Like you win an event, you just earn yourself a little bit of extra cash. If you win the games, you get a prize from CrossFit first, second, third place or big prizes. But if you just win an event, it's nice to walk away with something in your hand. So Boulder Athlete mm-hmm. is uh, providing a $50 per event cash bonus for any and every Masters athlete competing at the Games in 2023. You do not have to be a Boulder Athlete. You don't have to uh, uh, worry about some sort of uh, loyalty to your training program or a training partner or, or a coach or anything like that. You're not ascribing uh, to, to follow Boulder athlete in any way it's just a bonus to say hey congratulations masters athletes and uh, we'll be handing out these 50 cash bonuses it's not a check it's not a transfer it's a cash bonus uh at the unofficial masters after party which will be at capital brewing thursday night so we finish we, we compete tuesday wednesday thursday thursday night we'll have a little get together unofficial masters party uh for the crossfit games at the capital brewery uh just come over Say hi and collect your prize. Just show me on your phone, like I won this event, this event, and this event, and here's your 150 dollars or or whatever it is. It's it's that simple. And I just wanted to share that as news. I think uh, barbell spin. Uh, shared that as well, which is really cool. So if you know a Masters athlete that's on social media, that's not on social media who's going to the games, all they have to do is register. Uh, There's a registration link. Just just go to boulderathlete.com. At the very top there's a banner that says register for the bonus program. You're just putting your name on there so that I know how much of a budget to bring to the party. Like I don't want to... I'm not coming there. (laughs) I I need to know the budget. Like that's literally (laughs) all it is. If I have this many athletes, I can make some assumptions on how much cash to have on hand so uh it's that simple just register if you know a master's athlete competing at the games tell them like hey have you registered yet just go to boulderathlete.com that's b-o-l-d-e-r as in i am bold not i'm not a rock like a boulder i'm bold mm-hmm. as in i'm doing fun things i know i'm a boulder athlete boulderathlete.com is uh is where you go to sign up so that's, uh, that's a bit of news for the Masters athletes out there. And I hope that we could do this every year. We'd love to for this to grow into something bigger and bigger and bigger. I'm not sure if Reebok is doing a bonus program this year. So we may be the solo bonus program. We'll see. Um, any any bonus programs for those doing these podcasts with you, by chance? <laughs> I, you know what? If you show up, <laughs> the bonus is that uh, if, if, if any business, if any partners in this podcast show up at the brewery, I will buy his beer. And <laughs> you, you know. can only... And and I know that you're not a you huge drinker, so I yes. think it's going to cost me ten dollars. So it's that's on yeah. me, Rick. It's on me. <laughs> okay. All right. I got to start making confirming travel plans right now. Confirm the travel oh, plans. Not missing out on that. <laughs> not missing that. You know, hundreds of um, dollars, thousands of dollars on travel. You're not missing out on the ten dollars with a beer. I mean, you got no, to exactly. get there. Exactly. Got to get
1: there. Exactly. Um, hey that sounds like a really nice program and i hope you get some uptake uh from it and again i hope i hope the athletes understand that it's not any kind of a obligation or anything like no, that but just a way no, no. To, to draw more people together and yeah. frankly you know age group can use a little uh uh you know excitement more excitement yeah. i guess is what yeah excitement
0: say it. camaraderie it's uh you know uh handing out handing out dollars it's really fun and mm-hmm. um we've got a lot of masters athletes signed up already uh there will you know, the total of Masters athletes competing the games is around 140 athletes. We've got seven divisions, 10 per division, men and women, 140 total athletes. I'm looking to get as many of those 140 athletes signed up for this as possible so that we can make sure we maximize the opportunities for everyone. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, yeah excellent.
1: it's pretty cool. Yeah, and I'll, um, I'll bring up uh, for those not competing in Madison, the uh, summer competition schedule continues to uh you know, to kind of churn along, I noticed the individual invites went out for um, the Masters Fitness Collective, which again will be held in Fort Wayne at the end of September, beginning of October. Uh, So they had a online qualifier over a period of maybe eight, nine, 10 days uh, four workouts or so. And uh, after video review, I do know um, the first round of invites went out. Uh, because someone in our gym uh, did snag a, a spot in the category, so excited that uh, that's moving along and I will be uh, participating on a team event there. Um, there are there was no qualifier for the teams. Uh, I think they like numbers and frankly that was fine by me uh it's the experience and the, the camaraderie uh that goes along with that that i'm most looking forward to so uh that's moving along and then as we move later in the summer i know you and i will talk more about uh the legends qualifier
0: absolutely and uh,
1: waterpalooza it'll be waterpalooza after that i mean yep. uh outside of any local or regional competitions you can you know these these larger events that we continue to um support ourselves and promote as best we can uh you know you want the traction and you want the people uh to to not only be spectators and fans uh support um do the qualifiers uh enjoy the experience and if you're lucky enough to to snag a spot go and and get comfortable uh competing against against you know uh athletes you in your division some you may know, some you may not know. Just again, uh, if you're into competing and you, this is an outlet for you, great experience and uh, larger fields than obviously than Madison, so uh, um, it's, that, I, that I, helps.
0: Yeah, and except Guadapalooza. Except Guadapalooza, which is <laughs> cutting the field. Um, yeah, which okay, we'll just it is what it is, and it, they're adding teams, right. so it's a compromise. But yeah, it's uh, I I can't. Uh, I can't say enough uh, positive things about Masters Fitness Collective Legends. Uh, these Masters-only competitions that provide a large field, a huge opportunity for Masters to go and put in some live competition reps. Uh, you know, I don't know about you, but whether I'm competing in a local competition against people in Denver or uh, a, a national competition, or even an international competition like. Like Masters Fitness Collective, Waterpalooza, Legends, or something—you know—all the way to the games. It's—it doesn't matter where I compete. It's a similar experience. I'm selling my soul for points. Come hell or high water, it doesn't matter the size of the competition. I put in all of the effort, and and it's—it's uh, it's just so much fun to be a 47-year-old athlete, right. knowing that I get to compete. I—I I get to do this. In a sport that I love and that I have the opportunity to do this for like the next 20 years at least. So mm-hmm. I, I love I love these competitions and and um I love the qualifiers. In fact, when I was coming, we were traveling through your deck of the woods last year. Mm-hmm. I did quite a few of the legends qualifiers uh, with you. I think I did three of them. Yep. I, you were you were in yep. a boot. So you were judging me and Mike and we were yeah. just having fun doing uh, the qualifiers.
1: Clipboard King that
0: weekend. <laughs> so much fun. Count
1: the rep. Have the rep, <laughs>
0: uh,
1: but you know, I, again, it's not, it's, it's so different than training in your own familiar space with your own favorite pull up bar. Yeah. You know, you have, you have the elements to consider if it's an outside event, you have a judge that needs to communicate with you. You have the pressure of people in lanes next to you. Um, and again, that appeals to some, and that's why we compete. It doesn't appeal to others, and they're they're here for fitness, and that's most important. So we yeah. need to identify, uh, you know, really what you know what gets you excited, and then then make the uh, effort and follow follow that through. So we're excited! And We'll continue to talk about that too as these oh, dates yeah. come and go, or are coming closer.
0: Yep, I can't wait. There's a, we've got we've so much content, so much so much to go over in the next few weeks leading up to the games post games into the other competitions to be super fun so with that let's jump into our topic for the day i thought you know we we were both just kind of jam-packed with work but we wanted to make sure we got an episode out this week and i know that one of the things that's been on my mind over the past uh week or two in particular is uh weaknesses so as i'm preparing for you know a, a a big stage competition i've been thinking about working on my weaknesses i've actually been working on specific weaknesses for you know quite a bit longer but it had me thinking about some of the sticky spots or the weaknesses that uh we've had in our crossfit journey from start all the way up until now you and i have been doing this for a long time so mm-hmm. i pitched this over to you you're like yeah it sounds like fun let's talk about this so i will ask you the the, uh, the first question you know what was in your early years or as in your development years as a mm-hmm. crossfit athlete what were or what was a sticky spot for you, a weakness, something you got stuck on that you just had to work to get over, and then how did you overcome that weakness?
1: Okay, well, still overcoming that weakness, <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll say that. But you know, not coming from an Olympic lifting background, uh, you know, a lot of the, a lot of uh, CrossFit requires, um, you know, it's the combination of, you know, barbell and and gymnastics and monostructural work. We all know that. But with regards to Olympic lifts, I just didn't have a background in it. I didn't. I didn't have any experience. Um, working with good coaches uh, helped, and it really helps that our owner uh, has a, a a very good Olympic lifting background, a coaching background in it, and has been able to work with me over the years. Um, you know, points of performance, using video, uh, just. Re- repetitive drills over and over. Um, and there's a difference between working on, you know, training versus, you know, uh, something in a Metcon where suddenly form breaks down and power snatches become, um, you're, you're becoming a little lazy and a little like a snake or something like that. Uh, just because you're trying to, to, to move through them so fast, but still understanding the fundamentals and working through that, that was a big sticking point for me early on having a good coach, um, that was right there um, with eyes on you, not remote, hmm. not hiring a specialist or anything like that, but working with a coach, you know, has has helped me progress as I've moved through the journey.
0: Yeah. And it, what About, what I've heard you say in there is a, a little bit of a, a lot of persistency, a lot of consistency, correct. just uh, sticking with it and not giving up uh, specifically because Olympic lifting is is uh, I mean, it's like a golf swing it could be, it can continually be perfected over time. And it, it is about the elements of, of how strong you are and, and and some things like that. But a lot of it is timing. And like you said, specific points of performance, um, hitting these certain touch points, uh, along the way. And it's just, there's, I I know that for me, when I, when I hit a snatch and it's just right, it's just, it's effortless. It's like, Mm -hmm. it's like driving. I I don't know anything about golf, but driving 300 yards. I don't know (laughs) if that's good, but, um, Yeah. like oh yeah. sending went straight down the fairway you're like why doesn't it always feel like that and you just know Correct. you knew when you hit it that it was a it was perfect yep. um yep you're, And 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 that triple extension like that. pop <laughs> yeah. under the bar yeah is effortless effortless just, and uh it's so rare for me to have that happen but when it does man it feels good um Well, that was good for me. uh, I think you were going to ask for me. One of my Mm -hmm. earliest challenges was uh, to come to mind, actually, in the early years. One was double unders. Uh, It just was aggravating. I I couldn't get it. And it wasn't, um, it just wasn't natural, like single unders all day. Double unders felt like it was just not anything that we should be doing as human beings. It would be a, a, a jump, the rope would cross underneath twice and then i would land with a thousand pounds on my feet it just uh it was just like a it was just no good um uh, but you know i what i did know and same with it's funny because it's a lot like olympic lifting i just knew that with persistence if i just continued to do these my brain would figure this out it would rewire it and I, I got to the point where i could do about five double unders in a row and i started staying after class like three days a week to complete uh efforts of um uh fight uh, what's it called Flight, flight Simulator, <laughs> that's what it's called. Flight it's, Simulator. Yeah. Yes, I've heard of it.
1: I've never done that, though.
0: Oh, it's really yeah. fun. You do uh, five double-unders, stop, then 10, stop, then 15, stop, 20, stop. And you do that all the way up to 50, and then you work your way back down the ladder. And if you trip up on rep number 44 out of 45, you got to do your 45 set again. You have to complete the unbroken set before you move to the next ladder, in in, a, in essence. and. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I did. I did that to 25 and down 25 and down for quite a few weeks. And then I started working my way all the way up to 50 and back down and 50 and back down until I was just done with the problem of double unders. Um, and that's that was it. It was, you know, within six months of starting CrossFit, I had double unders locked in. And it was just one of those things. I was so frustrated that I couldn't do it that I just attacked it with ferocity. Now, I've I, I gave myself shin splints at the time i was i I, it was too much yeah it was too much and i wasn't wearing the right shoes and so you know we want to do things with with a little bit more moderation but um the another thing that i've really got got stuck on was ring muscle-ups i picked up bar Mm -hmm. muscle-ups you know within the first maybe nine months of crossfit i could do a bar muscle-up maybe two but ring muscle-ups took me almost two years to get to where I was comfortable. And uh, that actually took a gymnastics seminar. I went to the CrossFit gymnastics seminar and uh, something just clicked there. It just clicked. It was ring muscle ups have so much technique built into them. Like, yes, you have to be able to pull. You have to be able to come out of the dip. You have to have general elements of gymnastic strength in order to do a ring muscle up. But there was so much of it that was in a correct kipping swing. And I was even a gymnast in my you know teenage years. Mm-hmm. So, you know, in It's interesting high.
1: that you say that because knowing your background. Right. You think right, I would have just got it. Yeah
0: but I, I did not, I could not get it. And I remember, um, I think the, the coach's name was Nicole and she did the gymnastics seminar. I flew to, 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 salt Lake city, Utah to do this gymnastics seminar and, uh, something clicked and I got one and I was, and that was it. I was like, Oh, that's it. It was, it was more about pulling my, the rings to my hips instead of pulling them to my chest on a kipping muscle up. And, mm-hmm. uh, and, and yeah, mm-hmm. I got it. But, um, I just, you know, I don't, I don't have a lot of, uh, detail about how I overcame that weakness. It was just, it was a sticky spot for a really long time, a frustratingly long time. And then, and then it just magic happened and I got it. And I know there's a lot of movements that sometimes we, we, it takes a while then all of a sudden we get it and our brain's like, Oh, that's how you do it. Okay. Let's just do it like that from now on and those are always nice
1: well it's it's you just said background and you know where you're one of your sticking points with double unders and if you there are some you know if you've wrestled in in your past suddenly you know not suddenly the rope is nothing to you because it's something that you've trained with most mostly in your in your background there and again but when you said gymnast you also weighed how many pounds lighter when you were <laughs> when you were a gymnast yeah. and we're talking we're talking um, as as we know specifically to older um masters athletes we're not talking to a 22 year old who might have been doing gymnastics just 5 short years ago or wrestled through high school and maybe some college or something and now has turned to crossfit because it's it's something that they can continue to be competitive in. Here, you and I, we have journeys, and a lot of folks out there too, I'm sure, separated by F athletics that we did 20 25 30 years ago exactly And you've picked up the sport now and gone Ooh, no wonder my body just doesn't move in space like that or heck i've never been upside down on my hands you know unless <laughs> i fell off I fell out of something or something like that but um you know handstand walking for me there was no specialist involved i just kept practicing up against the wall trying watching videos i was so afraid that when i would kick up i'd tip over and just come crashing down on the other side until the confidence came, where it was one hand in front of the other, achieving balance. But do I have it still and even now? I mean, yes, I like to walk on my hands, but how about pirouettes that just came up? I watch your video and you just kind of spin in circles and I'm still, you know, tracking a long step at a time. Just means we're just more practice, that's all. Yeah,
0: it really is. And. Uh, handstand walking for me is just as natural as walking, uh, upright. I'm probably safer on my hands cause upright, I trip a lot and I stub my toe and, but, uh, it's that.
1: Hands, it, on your hands, you can watch what's happening uh, a little bit Yeah, better. I'm very close to it. Very, yeah, very close to it. the action. Your eyes are closer.
0: <laughs> um, you know, I was thinking as a, as more of a athlete as i progressed along i think one of the movements that scared me and i was afraid for years in 2018 2019 i was afraid that pistols would show up in an age group qualifier or the open Mm. and they did show up i believe in i I think we had two opens in 2019 it was one of those that weird year i think we had pistols maybe
1: one in the fall yeah Yeah. in the
0: fall and i i uh that was the first time i did pistols i think ever in actuality, I don't think I'd ever actually done that before that I couldn't do them, but then I was forced to in the open. And wow. I mean, there's just other people that just do pistols effortlessly. You know, they can just get up and right. squat down knees they're built, together. They're, they're
1: built differently. Yeah. Too. Their, yeah, their knees, their knees handle better than. But yeah. then again, your joints handle, let you handle something that they struggle with very know, much pressing so. overhead or yeah or pulling
0: and yeah my my overhead position is stacked my pistol position is compromised um and mm-hmm. it's i've got longer femurs it's i don't have a great body type for pistols but i'll tell you what i i've been nervous about pistols for years and i mean they were at the games last year i got warmed up enough and there was enough adrenaline to get through those they were actually in quarterfinals last year as well but this year,
1: oh, that's right. We had
0: those. We yeah. had them. We yeah. had 30, I think. And those were slow for me. That was my worst performance in that quarterfinal. But eight weeks ago, I just decided utter uh, uh, Boulder Athlete Training that I, I was not going to have pistols be something I was afraid of. And so I've been doing a lot of single leg work. I've been uh, trying to find that balance of, of doing pistol work along with other single leg work like step ups, uh, step downs, eccentric work, Bulgarian split squats, which are probably the best exercise known to man um
1: mm, i mean they're just leave me hobbling
0: <laughs> every time Hobbling, they're just death oh. uh but as far as being a well-rounded athlete we have to be good with single leg work it doesn't have to be pistols mm-hmm. but pistols are just part of that puzzle uh but i'll tell you what rick that the thing that's is still surprising to me, even as a seasoned athlete that's been doing this a long time, is that when I focus on working on a weakness and I put effort towards that uh, and, and I, with from multiple angles, it's not all just it's not just doing only pistols, it's doing multiple things that should help pistols and doing that consistently for the past eight weeks, uh, I kids just do pistols now like I'm good. All of mm-hmm. the all the central nervous system things that were sort of protecting my right hip because it uh, it hurt it used to hurt on pistols like all of that is sort of overcome and now if you if you ask me to do pistols in a workout right now I'm I, my question will be weighted or unweighted because I, oh, I I'm cool yuck. with both. Yeah. I know, yeah. I know, and, yeah. and I, I'm excited, but I, I was surprised that it was working. I mean, is that maybe that's a weird thing to say? But uh, I think as adults, sometimes we are surprised. Sometimes we, we find ourselves beating our heads against a wall. Maybe it's walking on our hands or. Or, or maybe it's Olympic living, maybe it's pistols for like for me. but when we just settle into a pattern over a long time of repetitive tasks that should benefit this outcome of being able to do a particular movement or or increase weight or something like that, whatever it is, um, when it happens I'm still surprised like I've been doing a, a lot of squat cycles. Over the past eight mm-hmm. weeks as well, and I pr'd my back squat, pr'd my front squat, um, ran, let me pr'd a bench just two weeks ago. Those movements with without concern, I wasn't I wasn't worried about those pr's. I felt well prepared for those, and that's just doing some consistent work that then proves to pay off. I'm like, oh, that's right, I forgot. That's how that works. I, it's supposed to work Meek. this way, and it, it's nice when it does. Um and you
1: say you you can teach an old
0: dog new tricks. That's, that's the nice part. Hell yeah! Yeah,
1: and your your body learns. Your body adapts.
0: It I may take say. a little more there's, time for us masters. Adaptation. It, it, it yeah. may take more time for our 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 brain body connection to 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 latch up. But it is possible. Um, it it will connect. Um, so I think that's well, it's I, fun.
1: I was going to say, and you didn't. You didn't shoot a kneecap of yours on and <laughs> hit the side of the RV or anything like that, right?
0: No, not yet. Not the, boy, yet. the boys are
1: inside playing, and they hear this thunk, oh. and they're like, "What's that noise?" Like, oh, dad's That's, kneecap.
0: It's kneecap exiting his body.
1: <laughs> no, you know, I'll, I'll take for my last. I'll I'll turn it a little a little twist here. Um, in not so much, uh, you know, what did we overcome or some sticky points, but you know, the continual evolution of trying to be better. It's something that you know you need work on. And maybe you're not ready to tackle something like this on your own or by watching videos or by practice and repetition, but is actually working with a specific specialist. Mm-hmm. And I hear this a lot more down in the individual athlete, uh, 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 side of the side of the house more so than the master's community. But, you know, say, uh, you know, Chris Hinshaw is probably the best known in, in CrossFit right now from a from an endurance coach perspective. Uh, a lot of athletes have sought his coaching and training out specifically to work on areas that they identified. Um, people have hired swimming coaches, um, you know, get better in the water, maybe a little bit of work on gymnastics, but there are certainly specialists in each of these areas and, and we touched on Olympic lifting earlier too, um, that you can reach out. Depends on how much time, effort, money that you want to do this. I mean, it depends on what your goals are. But the ability that we have now, I think, with the growth of the sport, that uh, this community uh, has afforded us to identify who these specialists are that might be in your area or we will we'll take out a remote coaching or something like that, where you can work one-on-one um, to work specifically on something that you know you can do. You can get in the water. You can mm-hmm. swim. But how do I refine myself and how do I become more efficient? Or I can run. Absolutely. How do I run? How, how do I become a better runner? Uh, things like that. So there's another another way to tackle things that you might know how to do but want to get better at.
0: Yes, and and uh, I'll I'm going to add a little bit of salt to that, a uh, little seasoning, and say that it, it actually brought it reminded me. Like tomorrow, funny enough, I've got a call with Dave, who is the founder of uh, RX Smart Gear. He's seen my double unders, and he's not happy. <laughs> um, really? He, well, okay. he he it it you know not a bad way but there's Mm -hmm. i have work to do um i could do double unders all day but i like a longer rope and my arms travel wide and that is a very inefficient Mm -hmm. version of double unders okay and it doesn't translate super well to crossovers or double crossovers um i can do all of those but the efficiencies could be improved significantly across the board in fact on monday night when i was working out late into the evening, I was using a shorter rope for a set of 300 double unders. And I tripped on uh, rep number two, four, six, eight, and 10, and I tossed that rope aside, jumped, ran into the RV really quick and grabbed my longer, more comfortable nine foot rope. And I repped out all the reps, shoulders on fire, but I got them done, not unbroken, but but in bit much, much bigger sets. But uh, I reached out to him and I said, hey, I know you've offered to help me. Uh, let's do this thing because uh, I, I want to be efficient in all the movements and, you know, whatever's coming at the games, I want to be ready for that. I don't want to be surprised. I don't want to be set back because I swing my arms like a crazy person on uh, any Mm -hmm. kind of crossover movement. So, um, you know, he's he's a specialist and he offered uh, he's offered to do this. He's offered multiple times. And sometimes you just got to swallow your pride, step back and go go back to school. That's that's a
1: whole nother point that we didn't even touch on. Absolutely. And, well, and you said with with, uh, with double unders, oh, I, I've been told numerous times, my coach specifically, you know, your arms travel out and I've seen myself on video and I even have a longer rope now. It's just because it just, it, it's how I've done it. And you have to have to separate that sometimes from, yep. okay, I know I can get through this, you know, do a hundred or do 50 in a workout or how many, whatever, but is it the best way I should be doing it? And right. boy, does it take time to work with that and correct that and you've got a specialist there we go you've got a specialist to go to i mean good for you
0: yeah he's the man he is he is the guy to do this he knows he knows everyone in the jump rope world. In fact, uh, one of the fun things that he said, I was trying to do it with him today. And he said, well, my schedule's a little busy today because I'm we're doing some work with uh, Fit to Serve. And I don't know if you know who that guy is. Uh, Fit oh. to Serve is a social media guy. He's is uh, significantly overweight. And he makes these really oh, fun parody oh, videos. Like, yes. you know, when I started CrossFit, I, I really felt he has his hands up on his belly. And he is just yes. shamelessly funny. So Apparently they're doing some work together and uh I said well oh my you heaven. know be sure to have fun with that guy cuz I can't imagine someone more fun to to be on a video with than uh <laughs> that guy he's just so good at it. Yeah.
1: Oh that's that's awesome. Yeah. Well, yep. we'll look for that. We'll look Heck for yeah. some more of his content with, with uh, Double Unders
0: coming up. But, <laughs> I'm sure it's coming. Yeah. So, All right, Rick. Well, it's it's come to the time of the episode where we've got some picks or tips or a piece of gear of the week. Uh, you sent yours over to me already, and it inspired me mm-hmm. as well um, because I just felt like I felt like this, this was a good – I liked where you went, and then I, I followed suit. So I'll let you go first.
1: Okay. All right. And this by no means takes away from me being a uh, loyal and faithful Element user. <laughs> uh, because I, I use, I use element at a different time, but what I was going to talk about this week is I still, uh, I have continued to for a while used, um uh, by true athlete, their hydration powder. And I mix it in my water prior to a workout uh, with beta alanine. And I've just found that that it, that is, is how I start and work through something. Uh, doesn't give me obviously, um, like a true pre-workout. I don't have, uh, jitters or doesn't, uh, n- nothing tingles or anything like that, but it's, it makes my, makes me feel well enough that it, it keeps me, I know it keeps me hydrated, lets me work through, um, whatever I'm tackling. And then I'll Rehydrate further with Element afterwards, but this by True Athlete, it comes in a number of different flavors. Um, it's uh, I just happen to like the lemon lime. But what's important to me is it's NSF certified, so I know it's been tested. Again, I'm not not worried about uh, hydration powder, you know, being tainted or anything like that. But as long as I see that label, and we've talked about that way back when, uh, I have the confidence to use this, and it's something that I pick up either online through Amazon or you know through local vitamin shop uh, retailer. But it works for me, and it is a staple. I feel if I start something and I don't have my shaker bottle full of that, and my uh-huh. beta alanine, I feel like I'm not ready to go.
0: What's in there? Is that Rick? crazy does, for? Does it have some electrolytes, or is there a little sugar? What's what are some of the ingredients that you think uh, provide the benefit to you besides good flavor? Yeah,
1: I, yeah. I was going to say it's got what you might expect. Um, not so much on the on the sugar side, uh, but a whole lot of things that I have trouble. Outside of uh, uh, you know calcium and magnesium, and I know it's got some zinc uh, chloride. Uh, it does not have as much sodium as you would think, and that's why I back up with Element sure. um, certainly post workout. I mean, as far as the sodium goes here, it's it's a very small amount. It's only 90 milligrams of sodium, so you don't taste that whatsoever there. Um, but it's it's not high in uh, either calories or carbs. So again, you're not using it for that purpose. It's just something that I have found when I mix it with beta alanine that it just it's my you know. Hmm. pre and intra drink of choice
0: yep it's funny you you know i was for years and years i was convinced that i did not need any pre-workout or intra workout uh drink anything like that i didn't i was just convinced Mm -hmm. my body had plenty of reserves but the reality is when we're doing a bit more than a standard training session a bit more than one class and it extends um the there there comes some requirements for hydration uh, a little bit for me I, I actually drink uh, I drink uh, boy I hate to say this but uh, I drink some Gatorade uh, sometimes intro mm-hmm. workout if I'm doing a three hour session uh, I need some straight uh, sugar in my system and uh, and I'll sometimes use Gatorade for that but uh, it's not my favorite and it's just it's it's kind of it's almost like wearing a band aid right now because I'm just looking for one that's a little bit better uh, but. My pick uh, of the week, it, going along with that, because I, I I do love finding something that works and then sticking with it. And I'm just going to say Black Label Supplements Whey Protein has been a favorite of mine for, gosh, has to be almost two years now. Uh, it's, a, it's a hydrolyzed whey, uh, and it is a fast-absorbing uh, whey protein. These guys are super um, uh, concerned about NSF certification. So they actually do uh, certification when the ingredients come to the packaging warehouse. They test the ingredients, and they actually... Actually, test the product post uh, post packaging as well. So they've got a double testing process to ensure that uh, that everything is is completely uh, clear. They sponsor uh, some college athletic teams um, as well as CrossFit athletes. Uh, they are a sponsor for me, so I will disclose that they they do sponsor me. Uh, but I've used them prior to them becoming a sponsor because I've just I've just really enjoyed their their protein. Now I will say that I'm a big fan of their uh, cookies and cream. I believe that's the flavor the cookies and cream oh, that sounds good. I think they yeah. have a, they have a peanut butter flavor and a, and a raspberry whey flavor, but I, I do not like myself. If peanut butter touches anything, it all tastes like peanut butter. So I am not on the peanut butter train in any way whatsoever, period, unless it's on toast and that's, then that's fine. But,
1: um, so I really, really? like, yeah, so I don't... you will not drink, you will not drink like a peanut butter chocolate protein.
0: Absolutely flavor. not. Ah. That's, it's literally Oh my god. It's a protein it's a it's a it's a peanut butter smoothie. It's terrible. <laughs> it's terrible. Oh uh, my kids love it. This wow. Uh, I, yes. I, but Yes. I can get I get behind that. I mean, I love, I love peanuts, but I don't want peanuts okay. in my cookies. I don't want them in, in my bread. <laughs> I don't want any nuts anywhere, but by themselves, nothing. Um, And or then spread I, on a piece of toast. Yeah. Spread on a piece of buttered toast, white bread, just pure. Uh, that's a, that's a cheat day right there. Uh, I will say yeah. that black label supplements, they also have, um, they've, they've got other supplements as well that I do pick up. Uh, I pick up their beta alanine. It's just a, it's just straight beta alanine. They've got creatine. Uh, they have a, a peak performance um, pre-workout that I've been testing. And uh, I mean, I feel great in my workout. So I'm testing that. I also drink Element as as uh, my pre-workout as well. So I'm, I've am i got all the hydration and just the, the very slim amount of supplements that I use. I actually just did a YouTube video like three or four weeks ago about what I actually do use. But what I use, yep. I use every day. I, I try quite a few things but when it comes down to it i use like these five things and that's it and black label supplies like four out of five of those so um it's a good it's a good company i, I don't know i like a, i like the small guys that just you know they, they just love their athletes they love their product they're super passionate about what they do um and black label is just it's a good one so good people but uh their supplements have um well they've been part of at least two of my crossfit games wins so win-win and uh when it comes to the drug testing in 2021 i was both uh urine tested and uh blood tested 2022 urine tested only i believe we were only urine tested um but you know their supplements are crisp clean clear there's no contaminants and i've we have the blood test to show for it that's important so important Yep. that's very important yeah no, we're never gambling we're never messing around with any of that garbage
1: <laughs> no exactly
0: well rick well it's been another it's been another good time yeah i've, I've enjoyed it we uh, we touched on a lot tonight and i i
1: hope uh, uh everybody learned something i i know i got a lot more to work on and <laughs> probably use hiring a specialist or two me too Let's See
0: where that goes me too and we've got a lot a lot coming up uh we've got four or five weeks before the CrossFit Games. We'll have a lot to discuss on the way to the Games. And then, of course, post-Games, there will be so much to share, so much to talk about, along with uh, qualifiers and uh, other competitions that will be coming up in the fall, winter, and then we'll literally blink, and it'll be February, and we'll be talking about the Open again.
1: Game season all over again.
0: Well, with that, guys, thank you for tuning in to the Masters in Motion podcast. If you found this episode helpful, we'd be grateful if you could take a moment to leave us a quick five-star review on Apple podcast or your preferred podcast app. Your support helps us reach more listeners and grow our Masters community. Until next time, get bolder, not old.